Daddy, why did you yell that? Never you mind, Max. <laughs> it's this island of okayness in a sea of housewives of, you know, whatever. Keep your expectations low with the show. Hey everybody, welcome back to Hildo Spills the Beans. I have Dano with me tonight. Um, I think this is pretty fun because this is the first time we've actually hung out. Yeah, exactly. And it's recorded, which I think is awesome. <laughs> yeah, it's the first time that's ever happened for me. <laughs> first time hanging out when we record yeah, Let's it. hang out. You yeah. want to record something for an hour or two? Yeah. Surprise? You knew ahead of time we were doing this. So. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> I prepped you. Just yeah, I show up. Oh, here we go. <clears throat> Hey, new friend. <laughs> I got a I mean, list we're not of questions. New friends at all. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Just took a long time. Yeah, but we made it. New Year's resolution That's checked right. off. Yeah. This is great. It's about time. <laughs> I know it's fun. Dang. All right. I don't know. Uh, why don't you? Do you want to give a little bit of background of yourself first, and then we can get started? Sure. Do you feel comfortable? Yeah. Uh, my name's Daniel Sodder. Everybody calls me Dano. My brother Chris coined that, and it just stuck. And it was cool when I was a kid. Yeah. How, it's fine how old now. were you when it came out? <clears throat> I'm gonna say ten-ish, probably okay. eight-ish. I don't know, somewhere in there. Um, the first time I realized that maybe this isn't an adult, isn't an adult name, is when I met like a girlfriend's uncle, and I was like, <laughs> "Dano," you know, like I'm like, "This sounds like I'm like midlife crisis." Like, it's no longer Dan. <laughs> Call me just, Dano. Then you just embraced it. Yeah, I did. Like, I just had to fine. own it. At that point, you have no fear. About I got, yeah, if I'm meeting uncles with it, yeah, that's might as well put it on your passport. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, I'm uh, from northern Minnesota. Got a good big family and uh, met a beautiful wife. And now we're having our first kid here. Yeah, like congratulations. Two days. Yeah, it's going to be a couple months from now. So It's like five days before our kid is right. due. Yeah, that's what so I was going to say. Get the babies nuts. together. Sheesh. Yeah. Any advice, man? Just one piece. Ooh. People, uh, yeah. Yeah, I'm trying, just one. <laughs> I'm trying to think of my evening right now. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was hoping for, just like a, <laughs> because, like, you know, like. Uh, just, it's it's the hardest thing you'll ever do, okay. I think, but I think it's the most rewarding that you ever do. Wow. Too. All right. Um, like, tonight I was pretending that he, Max was flying around on a pillow and he was using pixie dust but at the same time i took him to the bathroom and he crapped himself before i could get on the toilet <laughs> <laughs> it's like poop everywhere man that's like in a nutshell <laughs> parenthood i'm like there's crap everywhere <laughs> and he's just like i have to poop I'm like i'm sorry buddy dang so there you go there it is. <laughs> I'll take that one to heart. Quite the intro. Yeah. <laughs> Try to get better at intros and outros. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Off to a great start. Yeah. All right. You ready? Ready? We'll jump. Yeah, up. let's do so it. So the first question I always ask, I'll give a rundown because I don't think I've done it for a few episodes. I'm going to ask uh, a bunch of questions. Take your time to answer them. Uh, cool. The first one I always ask is, what is your midnight snack? <sighs> I think it's going to have to be what i call chip and mint Ooh, yeah it's mint chocolate chip ice cream and i always do like a splash of milk in it and then sometimes i'll sprinkle some cereal on top of that oh that sounds pretty good it is very good so what what kind of cereal well we kind of go with two extremes we'll get like like a high protein high fiber you know something i don't know like fiber one yeah yeah yeah, something like that all right Uh, Total? I got Cheerios Ancient Grains. 
last week. That? It must have been a new one. And it's oh man, it's, it's okay. <laughs> the other end would be just <laughs> With straight a touch up. of sweetness. Tell yeah. me, there's a touch of sweetness. Yeah, in but there. it tastes like like a like a diet sweetness. Like oh, like a. I almost Splenda said saccharin, which they definitely do not use anymore <laughs> as a sweetener. Right, that's exactly <laughs> it's something like that. I'm like, this isn't. They haven't put saccharin in anything since Diet Shasta. <laughs> I don't think. Yeah. Uh, otherwise, it's like straight up sugar. Like, I prefer cinnamon life. I guess is what I'm trying oh. to say. That's good. So there you go. I'm a sugar cereal kind of guy. Oh, I love it, man. It's dangerous. But Especially yeah, nobody ever calls. Uh, I'm the only one I know that says chip and mint. Oh, yeah. And every I'm, time I tell somebody, like, oh, chip and mint, it's clever. And they're all yeah. just like, as if I just said, like, a word in German, like, <laughs> what are you talking about, <laughs> chip and mint? There's, like, a little bit of deciphering that has to go into it, I guess. I guess I just don't find the confusion at all. Because, <laughs> so the, yeah, because it's chocolate chips, mint. Yeah. So instead of mint chocolate chips, just chip, chip and mint. Chip and mint's got a little sizzle to it, you know? <laughs> I like it. But it's like I'm speaking another <laughs> language, like, what? What did you just say? That's awesome. So, but the little splash of milk. So, do you do you like stir it in your bowl and make it almost like a malt? Then, yeah, that's okay. pretty much what I do. Oh yeah, yeah. So it takes a little time. Yeah, yeah. It's worth it though. It's so worth it. Yeah, it's it's really good, and it it helps with everything. I don't know. <laughs> Bad day, good day. Bad day, chipping good in. day. A celebration. <laughs> you know, eating my emotions, whatever it may be. <laughs> it's all good. <laughs> <clears throat> so you could text your wife it's chip midnight she'd have no idea what's <laughs> yeah, coming exactly. <laughs> she's like i don't know if he had the best or worst day in his life <laughs> that's really oh, good that's hilarious ready for the next one yeah we're just gonna we'll just keep going um what did you do to get pocket money as a child <clears throat> i think my parents tried to do allowance once in a while uh-huh. Um, I was the youngest of five. Oh, okay. And so, you know, mix of boys and girls. I'll yeah. The three oldest are girls, okay. and then my brother, and then me. Um, and there's you know three years between all of us. For wow. The most part. Okay. So are you like, what? I don't know how many years that is. Well, I'm eleven oldest. from the oldest because okay. there's two years in between the first two. But, um, so yeah, I mean, like when they were kids and I wasn't there, you know, we were they, we didn't make a lot of money and. So by the time I was a kid, we were fine, but, you know, like, we still had the culture of still really not having right. allowance money hanging around to right. give some little kid, you know? <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So I, I would randomly, like, okay, we'll try it. And I'd get, like, a buck. Of, I don't even know what it was. A buck a week or something right. like that. But So what did you end up spending it on, then? Uh, we lived at the top of a big hill out in the country. and In Minnesota? Yeah, up by Duluth, oh, south okay. of Duluth, sure. in a town called Carleton. Like, Jay Cook State Park is there. And okay. So out of town we went, and then we lived up on this big hill. So to get to the nearest, like, spur station was at the uh-huh. bottom of this giant hill. So we'd, you know, go super fast down. And, like, legitimately dangerous, you know? Right, <laughs> like, right. Especially, like, the hills couple. In, so Duluth in Minnesota is, like, this really hilly area. Right, like, yeah. Like, that area is just, there's a ton of hills. Which yeah, and is, river, old river body, you know, it's yeah. just all carved out. and um. So we'd go down there and get like penny candy and Mr. Pib and stuff like that. I don't know. <laughs> Before there was Pib Extra. Yeah, exactly. Just Mr. Pib. Yeah. Back in the day. Yeah. And then we'd get and then we'd have to bike up this big stupid hill. So it was, it was, it was like <laughs> I was like, do we want to do this? Like it's gonna be ecstasy, but then it's gonna be just hell. 
would you save your treats until you got to the top of the hills? Like I think that was always the, the decision. Yeah. Oh, yeah. What, should we have it be fuel or a reward? <laughs> you know, like I tell that. So this is a tangent, but I my my work has a gym in the basement, right. and I use it pretty much every day for lunch. But I tell myself like my coworkers have candy jars hanging out and i'm like oh i'll just have a piece it's fuel it's fuel for my workout <laughs> and exactly a, and then afterwards i can be like i earned this today <laughs> like this is okay i remember hearing once that like <clears throat> like ultra marathoners and big time like cyclists yeah will slam like a flat coke at the oh. like for the last mile just to give them like that and I've a had, I've literally, coke. I've had the conscious thought as I'm cracking a Coke after sitting on the couch for three hours, like, oh, it's okay. Like cyclists do it. Like <laughs> it fuels me. And I like let myself just lie to myself. <laughs> I know, I know someone that is perfectly fine with having a soda sit in their car in the hot sun for like a, a long period of time and maybe even overnight. I'm not going to call them out oh. on here. Oh, like open? It's already been opened? Oh yeah, like oh. <laughs> like we're talking like uh like a soda from a fast food place just in like a paper cup. Eh, I'm not going to judge them. No, I've been, no, I've been I'm there. Not, I'm not No, no, like, I'm just saying, you know. Yeah. I'm probably closer to that guy <laughs> than your attitude re- would reveal you are. Are you talking are you talking like the next day? If it was in a closed lid with a straw? Yeah. And it was like fall so it's still cool? Yeah. I think I could be tempted. Oh well, I can see the temptation. I guess <laughs> it was like if it's like if we're talking June, I guess there's not a chance. I guess I can see the temptation. <laughs> you did bring it home there. I think what I mean by that is I'd, I'd probably give it a try every time and then get the same results, which would be I'd be like, well, what did I just do that for? <laughs> about as about as risky as I get with that is if I leave a glass of water out of my desk overnight. The next morning, if I'm thirsty, I'll. Oh really? Oh yeah, I'll pound that. Oh man, I I. We uh, I I do that all the time, because it's only my wife and I in our apartment. Mm-hmm. I pretty much just drink every gla- any glass of water that I find, because <laughs> <laughs> like she won't do that. It's like the little girl in signs. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly. I think of that all the time. Like that's the only thing that swing away, Dano. <laughs> swing away. Yep, that's exactly it. Man. <laughs> that's well, awesome. at least you know if creatures come from another planet that doesn't have ready. water. Yeah, yeah. I did. And I have a cricket bat under my bed. Because <laughs> when I first got married, I'm like, I should have a bat under my bed. And then, yeah. like, like I, I think I'm, I might be a pacifist, but yeah. I still had that manly thought of, like, oh, yeah. just in case. Well, I, I'm definitely an advocate for nonviolence. Right? Yeah, okay. <laughs> and so my thought is, like, somebody's in my house. I'm like, oh, man, what am I going to do here? Yeah. And so I've, because I don't have true. any weapons or anything like that. Yeah, I, I have a cricket bat because I couldn't find yeah, a baseball bat. I don't see any problem with restraining someone. I totally agree. <laughs> All right. Uh, <clears throat> next question. I love this question. I think it's going to tell me how honest you're going to be throughout the rest of the conversation. All right, man. What TV show are you embarrassed about watching? Well, I have to go, like, retrospectively, you know? Okay. Like, uh I'm not super embarrassed about any of them. Right. I, a couple of them are, are borderline. Okay. Like, uh, a, yeah. And I'll explain it. Like, Top Chef, I was pretty into. Yeah. Um, I think it's a good show oh, still. Oh, I love that show. Yeah. I haven't watched any of the current seasons. But I haven't either. I got really, really into the beginning Me seasons. Me too. Yeah. I guess, like, 
the re- the when it started becoming like mm, is when I realized that every other second on the channel Bravo is just trash. <laughs> and I still wonder, like, why do they have this show on, like, I have it's one, this I island. That too. Yeah, it's this island of okayness in a sea of housewives of, you know, whatever. It's just... Uh, but even oh, that one, it's, it's it's so ridiculous, you know, it's just like, it's just your classic reality TV, like, drama. And, right. But I still love it. I always thought it was hilarious when they were like, Let's go get in our Toyota 4Runners. <laughs> yeah. like, Let's really head back good? to the... All right, yeah. guys, hop in your Toyota 4Runners and go to Whole Foods. <laughs> Let's go back to the Glad judges table and decide <laughs> Gladware. Is it made out of plastic that <laughs> yeah, can like... withstand the microwave? What is, is it BPA-free? What is this? <laughs> the other one would be uh, Justified. Oh, I think I've it's never a good seen show, it. But it's just like classic. I don't know. I just feel like, a, like an old man watching it. I... Uh... I, my interest was peaked when my buddy said Patton Oswalt was in it. Yeah. And he plays... <laughs> Constable Dan. He kind of plays like a little bit of a Barney Fife character. <laughs> yeah, and I love so. Don Knotts. So, yeah, it's totally a Constable so like, Dan oh, or something like that. Yeah. It's hilarious. So it's funny, right? There's some humor in it. Okay. I do, yeah, it's it's just like your classic cop show kind of. But it's it's got it's got some good people in it. I, I like like Appalachia. Like there's a mystical kind of... Old timey religion meets, mm-hmm. you know, mountain. Oh, I, I so think it all that takes place there. Yeah, it's like West Virginia, or oh, okay. Kentucky, Kentucky. Yeah, uh, I think that's uh, that whole culture is interesting to me. Yeah. So, like, keep your expectations low with the show, because <laughs> you know, it's you're gonna you're gonna understand when you see it. Like, oh, <laughs> all okay, right, yeah. I'll try it. I don't have any. I don't have any way to get it. Right. I don't think it's streaming anywhere, and all I have is streaming. I don't have cable or anything. I just yeah. have stuff to stream. So yeah, but someday, someday you'll, you'll someday. get there. Yeah. When I run out of stuff to watch on HBO Go, it'll be oh, uh, there you go. All right, next one. We'll just keep this train moving. Sure. What album could you listen to over and over? Uh, I don't know if you know this about me. I used to be and still am uh, huge into fish. Really? Yeah, like huge. Oh, I do I not know, know that about you. Yeah. Okay. And so there's a... Uh, Have you seen him? Yeah, I saw him twice. It was great. Okay. Yeah, really, really fun. Um, so the jam bands. Yeah, I used to be huge into the jam bands. Okay. And like bluegrass, I still, I mean, I still like it all. I just... Yeah, I mean, I, I saw like Yonder Mountain String Band, I don't know, six times or something. And okay. The Big Woo is the Minnesota oh, yeah. one. Yeah. yeah, I was going to say the Woo. Woo New Year's, or Woo, Woo New Year's Eve. I yeah. was there, Woo man. Year's Eve. Yeah, yeah. That's a, that, they always did that in Duluth, right? Or no, they did it in, did they, they might have done it one year. Okay. They they were like the next big thing for a while. Like Yeah, like, I remember, yeah. yeah. Like they were going to be like the next kind of fish, you know, going that direction. And then something happened and they just tanked it for like oh, six so years. Are they still a band? Well, yeah, now they're kind of swinging back up. Like, I think they just partied hard. Oh. Once they got a little taste of that, you know, <laughs> success. I knew some guys like that. Yeah. And uh, they didn't handle it too well. So, um. But all that to say, there's a fish album called um, Billy Breathes. Oh. And I, and I could listen to that over Wait. and over. No, I could be wrong. Is that the what's what's some of the title tracks on that? Does it have "Bounce Around" or "The Room" on it? No, it doesn't oh, have that one. I love that song. That's a great song. Yeah, yeah, that's the only Fish song that I really know. <laughs> yeah. Well, the the most I know about Fish is Trey kind of went off and did his own thing for a little while. Yeah, but they're back together now, right? Yeah, they went on a hiatus for like three years. And now they're back together. Okay, 
I think he had a heroin problem. Oh. And so I, supposedly that got fixed. Oh, okay. So I don't know. Oh. Yeah. The, can you see the difference in the music? Like pre-heroin, heroin, post-heroin? I kind of like stopped paying close attention when they were on hiatus at some point. Okay. Because I like, I don't know. It was kind of like I stopped caring yeah. <laughs> about like yeah. the set list from the night before of some random band like and i pretty much just got a job and grew up <laughs> i guess i still love them though <laughs> sewed up the weed the weed pocket in your pants and yeah, got a exactly. job. <laughs> yeah. exactly uh, stop being nervous at every like time i see a cop on the road it's like oh i think i'm fine <laughs> it's like so what i like fish leave yeah. me alone <laughs> yeah leave me alone man um yeah, and I remember I remember watching I think it was a PBS special where they lit up this old plane tower like air traffic control. Yeah, yeah, yeah. air traffic control tower and yeah. they like lit it up in the middle of the desert or something like that. Yeah, it was crazy. I remember watching that and kind of being like, "Whoa, what are these guys all about?" But I never really got into their music. They're they're I mean, I always try to like evangelize fish Fish yeah. and soccer. I feel like I'm always like, no, just give me five minutes. <laughs> I'll make you a fan. So should I should I start with Billy Breeze or is that more of a deep cut where well, I should the deal go with them? Like more no, that's accessible. Okay. Um, because they have like really accessible stuff, and then they have really stuff that you gotta really understand fish to get into it at all. Yeah, oh yeah. Um, I can understand that. So I, I, for me, it helps to know like the context. And when I I heard some songs and I was hooked, but then. When I learned like their story about how, like every year they'd have their own festival before Bonnaroo, or I mean, mm-hmm. there was no festivals back then in the '90s or whatever. Yeah. Um, except for like two Woodstocks that were disasters, you know. <laughs> yeah. And Fish would be the only band, and they wouldn't advertise it, you know, like on. I mean, it wouldn't be like this big production thing. It was just fish heads that knew about it, and they'd draw seventy, eighty thousand, just for them. At some random old, you know, Air Force base, like you said, in Vermont or whatever. Wow. And they do it every year. And that's just like, that's like, th- that must be something to this. Yeah. Yeah. Like, um, I know people travel around and see him just like they did with the dead. Yeah. And I had a couple of cousins that did it and they kind of turned me on to him. So are you really into the Grateful Dead too? Yeah, I love them. Okay. Well, it's funny. I was thinking about this podcast and this story today for some reason. Yeah. Um, Growing up, I, I imagine... I'm going to assume that you might share this experience. Okay. Like, I was not allowed to do a lot of things because of right. the church that we were in at the time. Yeah. And it was crazy. Like, it was like, it didn't make any sense for my for my situation. Like, yes. It's like, why can't we, why can we read uh, Narnia, but we can't, you know, read this? Like, totally. why is this like, oh, like it was just I can so... read Lord of the Rings, but Harry Potter is bad. <laughs> exactly. It's like, like, what's the difference? I see, yeah, exactly. Um, well, we think he was Catholic, this author, you know, like <laughs> yeah, something like yeah. that. He may have intended this yeah. to be about God. Right. Maybe. <clears throat> All that to say, so when, um, when my mom told me at some point, like, you cannot listen to the Grateful Dead. Oh, man. I thought they were like a death metal band. Oh, me too. Like, <laughs> yes, totally. I remember in high school, I heard them and I was like, it was just like the world spun. I'm like, what? Hold yes. on. This happy little folk band, like this, is what was not allowed to. I wonder me. why. I mean, maybe it was the weed culture surrounding it that was a big I deal, and so. like they had skeletons on their t-shirts. Yeah, and even the name. I think I don't even think my mom knew the music. I think it was like no, the I think skeleton it was the name and too. The, the Grateful Dead. Yeah, yeah. I uh, I have two side stories for that. Yeah. <laughs> One story: I was in junior high, and Marilyn Manson was just huge. Right. Right. Yeah, me too. And I was 
deathly afraid of Marilyn Manson. <laughs> like, I literally thought, I remember reading somewhere that he was in town, and I was like scared that he was in Minneapolis. Yeah, because like, I knew that he was in Minneapolis. Feel chill so in that, the air tonight. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. I and and then I realized like, oh, that's a guy putting on a show, right. and people have done that for a long. I mean, there are some freaky bands that do freaky things. Yeah. That you legitimately should be afraid of, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, like and some metal bands that, but I don't know, Grateful Dead, yeah, um, pretty pretty harmless, yeah. I mean, I guess people did do some hard drugs and yes. probably there's some babies as a result of those times. Yes, I would wager to guess, but <laughs> yeah, I read a biography yeah. of like their lead uh, crew guy and of a Grateful Dead. Oh, okay, and it was an autobiography, and it was and they they, they partied pretty hard. Yeah, yeah, that's crazy. Like a lot of like heroin and yeah, like Garcia was on heroin. The rest of them, I mean, everybody did like a ton of acid, and it was Oof. it was nuts. Yeah, yeah, I remember reading that about Jimi Hendrix and putting acid in his bandana. I heard so that he, too. So he would sweat; it would soak into his pores. And like, dude, no wonder he only lasted to be like he was only 27. like twenty seven when he it's died. The twenty seven right? club, right? Yeah, isn't that it? The twenty seven, like oh, like all those people that like yeah. a bunch of musicians, right? I don't know. 27 make once you make it past there yeah golden. look at me yeah <laughs> yeah i'm fine jimmy hendrix ain't walking through that door <laughs> nope but i i am yep. <laughs> i'm here <laughs> do you have acid in your hat right now <laughs> i don't know man <laughs> are you experienced <laughs> I don't yeah remember. i will say this uh, it's not a whole album but uh, we have like a streaming music service oh and when i when i need to like power down and do some work or power you know i gotta do some like you know, I got to clean out my inbox or I got to yeah. write this paper or whatever it might be. Um, I have a three song loop that I listen okay. to just over and over and over. Okay. And it's going to sound ridiculous, but the first two are from the soundtrack of the M. Night Shyamalan movie, The Village. Really? Yeah. Second okay. M. Night reference tonight. Yeah. M. Night. Uh, it's like the theme and it's just beautiful and I okay. freaking love it. Do you like that movie? I love it. Okay. Yeah, I, I seriously, I think it's. A I great think his film. movies went downhill after the village, pretty fast. Yeah, like the happening was. The happening was tolerable. Oh man, but not great for I, me. That was the first movie that I laughed because I thought of like how ridiculous the premise was. I didn't understand how bad they seemed to act. I remember being in the theater. Yes. I'm like, what are they doing? Like, yes. Is this a joke? Like Marky Mark, I felt like. I felt like M. Night asked him to act worse. Exactly. Like, we want you to overact this. Yes. And so then I read this thing later on where he said, oh, I was tr I was trying to make like a B movie with a big budget. Oh, that would be a good excuse. And I, and I could maybe just... And he, then he, You and might then, not be able to find that anywhere because it could just be in my own head. But. And, then, and then he's like, <laughs> and I'm going to do that for the next five years as well. <laughs> With bigger and bigger budgets and worse and worse. Good movies. luck enjoying my movies. <laughs> yeah. Here's an Avatar. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, th th that those are two, and then one little theme from the show uh, on HBO, The Leftovers. Oh yeah, it's got that. I've not know, watched that show streams. either, but it's super depressing, but it's good. Okay, <laughs> yeah, it's made by the dude who made Lost, right? Yeah, yeah. I it's kind of one of those shows where I want to see how it, see how people react to the end and be like. Okay, right. yeah, I'll watch it. I'll invest time into it, but maybe I should just hop on. Board. I've, you're the second person that's told really? me just get on board, and not that you said that yet, but no, I mean, I, it, I liked it a lot, but I, I think a lot of people wouldn't, you know. But I don't know. It's a good theme song. 
<laughs> yeah. Okay. What's through. the third song? That's it. That's the one from oh. that. So it's two. So two songs from the village. Two village. And one song from. Yeah. Uh, the leftovers. Yeah. All right. There you go. That's how you get That's work good. done. I used to listen to the Gettysburg soundtrack in high nice. school. Nice. Yeah. I did the Braveheart one for a while. Oh yeah, that was good. That's a good. Yeah. Gladiator. Anything dramatic, man. My wife and I play a game where we play John Williams music, and we have like <laughs> guess what movie this is from? Because he did Harry Potter and and Hook. Harry yeah. Potter and Hook are similar. really similar. I love John Williams, but. I got a good ear for uh, soundtracks. Oh. Because when I was watching, have you seen Nebraska? Yeah, with Bruce Dern. Oh, no, with Will Forte and Bruce yeah. Dern. Too. Yeah, Bruce Dern yeah. is the old, the old dude. Guy. Yeah. yeah, Will Forte. I never, I never finished it. Oh, I liked it. Okay. Uh, but the, I, I remember watching it, it, and the the whole the whole score, is that what it's called? The whole score. Yeah. I'm like, they ripped this off from um, a movie called, uh, shoot, I just lost it. It's like a Minnesota farming movie, Sweetland. Oh, and it's a good flick, Sweetland. And I'm like, I guarantee they took this whole score straight, and they <laughs> did, did. I looked it up did? later. Yeah, oh, probably to save money. They do that with trailers all the time. I noticed that with trailers. Really? Yeah. Well, yeah, and trailers always have that, like, yeah, like constantly. Yeah. The Rocketeer. The lot of lot of movies took the Rocketeer soundtrack and put it on the trailer. Right, I remember they did right. it for one of the Pirates movies. Probably, man. And Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves is everywhere. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Why? It should be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, like, I'm an advocate for it. <laughs> All right. I'm going to, I'll move us sure. along. This is becoming one of my favorite questions. So I, I think I'm just going to keep it in the, I have three that I always have, but I think I'm going to add this one too. What is the strangest thing you have ever seen? Oh, man. That's a really good question. Uh, I can tell the story. Yeah, do I'll it. have to this change the... the names. Okay, that's fine. This uh, is the place. Um, I'll just do a quick context. Okay. That's right. Yeah, this is great. Yeah, I grew up in a really, um, basically, real quickly, I grew up in a, a home. My parents are still happily married. My dad, growing up, was Catholic. My mom was like uber charismatic, jumping from, you know, jump churches around, but usually within like a very charismatic frame like think benny hinn <clears throat> so like healings and yeah people like going in my opinion now like way over the top beyond what i would consider a normal day in church okay. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> like this was just them it. doing yeah. something this didn't have anything to do with okay anything extra spiritual happening in the room that right catch of, yeah yeah we were just discussing that faking, before yeah, yeah before we started recording exactly yep. yeah and so um so then I walked away from that, and then later on I came back to church, a totally different church as an adult, and um, ended up at a church that where we met, actually, mm -hmm. or, you know, a type of church where um, they did some of that. They believed th things in the Bible, but um, they did it in a really casual way. We're not going to hype anything up. We're not going to force anything. We want to be who we are, not be suddenly a dog barking down the aisle because you know what what's happening uh -huh. anyways you don't want to inflict chaos right yeah right but yeah if you look at like the person of jesus he did pretty everyday things and then all of a sudden he'd do some like healing and it wouldn't be like this big production mm -hmm. so all that to say i was a pastor at this church and this young uh woman in our church um 
was living with a, another person in the church, just like an adult. She was in high school still. Um, and then the adult came to us and said, like, she's having some really crazy things happening. Have I told you this story before? No. Mm -mm. This is all new. Um, this was a few years back. So Okay. Um, and so, like, tell us about it. And then she's like, I don't want to say it, but, like, it seems like something is like possesses her for like this time. And right wow. everybody, like every everybody on staff at this church, including myself, was like, Well, what do we let's not jump the gun yeah, here kind like, of thing. Come on, like, like, really? You know, I, I how theologically I could believe that, but I don't know. Were you, were you guys on. like, How old is she? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Jolt Cola involved. Does it usually like, happen we... <laughs> around the same time of the month kind of yeah, thing? Yeah, like yeah. <laughs> it's just like there's a lot of variables right. here. Right. Um But then she she told us some stories about how she would like just suddenly like black out but then she'd end up downtown calling from a payphone saying i have no idea how i got down here um wow I'm really scared stuff like that it she wasn't didn't really just, know what happened yeah and in... then like um the leader that she, this person she was living with you know a leader in our church meaning like a youth leader sure. um she she called up one day saying like she was really scared because um this person was starting to be violent at when she got into these kind of like fits, like it was blackout. like blackout. Yeah, it was crazy. And so, um, our lead pastors actually were on vacation. I'm like, <laughs> well, you know, I think uh, like we can just take care of this. Like, you know, let's let's what we would believe is like let's pray for her and see what might right. happen. It seems like this happened all the time in the New Testament. Yeah. So let's give it a shot. And then I was all like stepping up to the plate, and then somebody's like, you know what? We should call this other guy. He used to be uh, he's a member of our church. Okay. Um. And he, 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 he's like, he's older than me. He'd been doing ministry for a long time. Like he really knows how to pray for people in this way. All that to say, I'm kind of like walking into this meeting. Like I have no idea what to expect here. Yeah. And I'm really weirded out. And it was like all these echoes and memories from my childhood of like really crazy things happening that I would now consider a lot of it was just unhealthy. Mm-hmm. I'm like, are we, like, what are we, is this who we are? Do we, you know, asking all these, feeling really uncomfortable. And this young woman is in there. I'll call her, um, I don't know, I'll call her Tiffany. Okay. <laughs> Tiffany's sitting there, yeah. and she's just totally her normal self, Tiffany. And then uh, this, this leader, this guy that we call, he's a member of our church, walks in. He's like a former pastor. And he's like, oh, hey, everybody. And right when he walks in, Tiffany, like, it was like a movie. Her eyes like flutter and she changes her whole look and her Whoa. back slouches and she's just like seething and just staring this guy down. And they were like friends. They had, like their families were friends. Like, Whoa. And then this is what he says to her. He's like, yeah, I see you and we're going to take care of you tonight. We're going to do it right now. Wow. And I'm just like, what is that? And then so we, we started praying and uh, it was the craziest thing i've ever seen in my life yeah and it was like it was like something out of a page of the new testament wow and if this would have happened in my old church as a kid i wouldn't have believed it as an adult but now seeing it in this context like we're all level-headed people we don't believe in like just trying to make this happen yeah and this girl went from like full-on raging screaming craziness and then all of a sudden peaceful crying out of like joy i mean it was like a night and day man i'm getting chills yeah it's so crazy. i don't know i mean i don't know if you even want to put this in the podcast because it's weird but oh, that's the strangest I, this, thing this i've ever the seen place for it. 
I, so it's changed like my whole worldview. It's just like yeah, no, this is definitely like I want to get all different right. views and aspects. And, and I just want to recognize it's weird, <laughs> yeah, but I saw it and it's fine. It's, it's if you would have told me this story, that. I would have been like. Oh, okay, I probably yeah. don't believe you, but that's cool, man. But I saw it, and I'm like, this is insanity. Insanity. Yeah. So So af- afterwards, was she back to normal? Yeah. And didn't... Like, no. Didn't, I mean, I think, like, she had, like, a really crazy family situation. You know, like, there was a lot of... I mean, she was obviously living with someone that was not... Exactly. Her, not her parents. Yeah, so there was so some there was things... stuff that went through... She's seen some things. Yeah, yeah. And then she, you know, she's she's getting some good help like you know therapist you know yeah. counselors you know like yeah but as far as that stuff is concerned she's great she's wow a wonderful she's in college now and it changed her too i mean you can't just walk away from that being like uh no I mean, it was it was no. crazy so that's my story <laughs> that's incredible it's an incredible story that is, it sounds like something straight out of a movie yeah i mean it, it was like it was yeah it was it was something like i said like you see in like the bible yeah and you kind of just you read about it you definitely. read about it and you, yeah. you could choose like i'm gonna believe that or not and it's pretty easy to make that decision yeah but being in that room watching that's like and i was like a pastor yeah yeah it wasn't quite right <laughs> <laughs> yeah like <laughs> I mean, yeah. we were talking about this before we started recording, just about the whole idea of getting so focused on the logical yeah. that you disregard anything mystical yeah. or anything that you can't explain. And the fact of the matter is, there's stuff in the world and the universe that is unexplainable. Yeah. And we have to be okay with that. Right, absolutely. And I, and I think sometimes that stuff slaps you in the face and says, right. deal with this. Yeah. And you, and you don't have a box to put it in. Yeah. And I think telling the story and just going, I don't have a box for this. This is what happened. Yeah. I think I, I, I think it's how people learn. Absolutely. And open their mind to new stuff. And yeah, I mean, I've had like some crazy experiences with that that could people could explain it in a way as coincidence or whatever, but maybe not. You know? Right. <laughs> no, maybe you can't. Yeah. You know. I mean, and and. Nobody's gonna be able to tell you, oh, you were just seeing that incorrectly, or like you right. didn't, you didn't really experience that. Is like, no, I I did. Right. And you're gonna have to deal with the fact that I did. Yeah. And, and like, it, I I had a conviction a few years back where it was like, I w- I used to discount other people for that if yeah. it wasn't like within my spiritual confines. Yeah. Does that make sense? Like, oh, one hundred percent. I would just chalk it up. Yeah. As, and I think I, I I think that's not fair. Yeah. Or even like hearing a message like I wanted to tell them my story about my faith, but I, you know, when I'm talking when I was like middle school, like I didn't want to hear about that whole religion experience you <laughs> yeah. had. No, no. Right. I, and now I'm like, no, I want to hear anybody's like yeah, where they're at with it, like. And I th- I think it happens outside of other religions too. Yeah, absolutely. That's what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Yeah, where it's like, oh, like there's no way that you experienced that. Yeah. It's like, well, I I did experience that. Yeah, maybe that, so you did, and maybe we have to out. like figure it out exactly. <laughs> yeah, well, let's talk about it. Yeah. So I think that's. I feel like my next question is going to be such a letdown. No, after I love that this story. stuff. Man. <laughs> and you know, like I grew up like in the woods, and I always wanted like desperately to like believe in like you know fairies and you know like woodland, right? Just like mystical stuff. But yeah. I always felt so like bad like like a bad little christian boy if i like <laughs> like oh no that's that's not good don't think about that <laughs> yeah 
and now I just like oh yeah, like GK Chesterton talks about like fairyland and yeah and like all those guys you yeah, know like Lewis. Narnia yeah, yeah maybe all cool. that's I just think it's funny like maybe it's all real yeah <laughs> yeah I mean and, there's so much we don't know yeah and and doesn't the uh, what's the guy's name in uh, the Narnia books like the professor whoever owns the wardrobe oh man I'm gonna butcher the quote but basically he's like tells the little kids like maybe there is a closet out there or maybe there is like the narnia yeah. like i, I think that's what that. they believe man so yeah. i'm into it that's so good you could stumble upon a magic land right now boom or you could just be at a fish show <laughs> and something <laughs> happened <laughs> which is somebody tried explains this drink. whole <laughs> answer to this question uh, well this is on the other spectrum this is a, this is going to be a long story too but we had some people in our church where um they had moved and went to a different city and and uh their daughter was like oh four or five and she was having these crazy <clears throat> crazy thoughts where she like wanted to hurt herself and like she was like she was like my brain is telling me to drown myself in the bath and she's like four or five and so they were doing all this stuff where they were praying for her and like they're like she's possessed we need to get these demons right. out of her and it turned out that they took her they finally took her well they had taken her to a bunch of different doctors but finally this one doctor was like there's this really rare form of strep that that attacks your brain in a certain way that makes you want to hurt yourself. Right. And they gave her a week's worth of antibiotics and she was fine. Yeah. And it's like, you, there's so, so many things, right. you know, it Absolutely. was crazy. So. And like, I'm, I'm in the camp where like, I don't know. I just, again, I don't want to rip on like my old church, but I'm pretty much going to. That's, <laughs> I don't think they're listening. This is a safe place. I don't think know who I am anymore. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you're doing it a, the internet is a yeah, safe this, place. This, this, is, this isn't going out to anyone. <laughs> With my name yeah, on the tag. Is, yeah. 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 Um, was it before like, you were called Dano? Because then you'd be That's safe. true. I was just little <laughs> Daniel. Yeah. <laughs> oh, now you've done it. Yeah. <laughs> we, were, no. we, we were safe. Now it's but over. But it was always so black and white for them. Or, you know, like with so many, I'll just say conservative evangelical yeah. it's and i just want to like i want to learn it all and i want to yeah, bring my too. sick kid to every doctor and get prayer from every member of the church i mean like yeah i don't know i'm gonna like praise god if they get better whether it's antibiotics yeah. or whether it's a healing touch like, yeah i totally agree yeah so like i said uh, so i'm gonna do the next question but like i said it's gonna be kind of a letdown that's right <laughs> What is the best meal you have ever had? I used to work at a restaurant in Uptown, and it was when we were going to get engaged. And so it was right before Christmas I was going to propose to my wife. And so I had, I talked to the, it was convenient because the senior chef was on his way out. So he was kind of like already gone. because he was starting You said a restaurant in Uptown? What's that? Did you said a restaurant yeah, in Uptown? Yeah, French okay. Meadow. Oh, yeah. Uptown, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I didn't. I didn't want to force you to say the oh, name if you didn't want to. Like, okay. Oh, restaurant in Uptown? No, I was just curious. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, that's fine. It's really okay. all for its breakfast, but it I used love to have, French Meadow. That you place been there for dinner? No. So it really, it's like two different restaurants. Okay. Um, especially at the time, because like the chef was, he's got his own restaurant in, um, yeah, right by Tilia now. It's called Harriet Brasserie. It's really great. And oh, cool. The sous chef is, he's, he started Tilia. I mean, 
amazing like team of chefs and i just somehow got a job there awesome one day yeah and so i learned a lot and all to say i told them and the sous chef was a friend of mine still is and so he like set us up with a seven course meal wow all for like free and he he, pit, he like that's explained amazing. it to the management to get all these random ingredients because uh he said he was testing it for valentine's day okay and i i had like a rabbit connection so i hooked him <laughs> up that was kind of the trade-off like i'll give you my rabbit guy if you do this and so so all to say we had like a seven course meal for our engagement dinner and that was probably one of them the other one was in um uh a place in florence we were in florence last year italy we got the chance we saved up for a long time and it was uh it was out of control good so that's very cool yeah it was i think i'm mixing up my meals somewhere in italy we had so many great right. stuff yeah i mean if you, you remember like an aspect of it yeah they had zucchini mm. blossoms that was in rome because the zucchini blossoms were huge okay it was like the flower and they put yeah. like sardines in it whoa which sounds but it's like they're awesome and you know it adds this whole different thing and Crazy. put a bunch of stuff in it it was so i mean i had squash blossoms before but never zucchini blossoms I don't yeah know i'm sure they're probably the same. pretty similar yeah. but yeah man it was legit so i think that's it very cool yeah <laughs> all right what is the worst job you've ever had i think it was my first job i was 15 and I was a dishwasher at a truck stop. Oh man! On a highway, by Carlton, Minnesota. Was it a diner? Yeah. Okay. But it was like I always say, like everything that comes to mind that you think I could have seen, I did. <laughs> like, oh, was, good golly! Yeah. <laughs> you poor man. I'm just gonna be a pile of <laughs> tears after this. <laughs> I mean. I, and yeah. that's when I became a man. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I got really into fish. Yeah, I had to do something with it all. Oh, no, it man. was it was great. Like a lot of the cooks became or were in the transition to becoming meth heads, and uh, like practicing making meth right there at the truck oh, stop. I think just practicing thing. taking meth. Take. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they were crazy. Oh so. man, and they were like sixteen, and really? they were like my bosses. Is this in Minnesota. Yeah, man. Up in Carlton, like yeah, around up that in area. Carlton. Oh, meth is. Well, I, I I figured meth, but what do you mean truck stops? Hold on, what do you mean you figured meth? Like, <laughs> what are you trying to say? It's my hometown, man. <laughs> I didn't mean it quite like. <laughs> oh, Carlton. Yeah, I mean, I assumed like meth. I'm just obviously. saying, like, like, and meth is so prevalent in small towns. Yeah, that's what it is. It's a small town. Yeah. Oh, I see what you mean. Yeah, that that's just what I mean. Yeah, no, I know. I'm just giving you a time. And I don't know. I don't know why meth because it's you can make it out of. I think all you can make it. Yeah, yeah, I think if you just get enough chemicals, right, meth will happen. I worked. Uh, I worked for Mosquito Control. Uh, Minnesota, we have a really bad mosquito problem. Yeah, just that's that's for the listeners. Yeah. That's not for you. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah, surprise, Dano! Mosquitoes are horrible here. Uh, and I I worked on the Crow River. And I remember stumbling across this huge bag, plastic bag, just full of empty Sudafed boxes. No way! And I'm like, oh, that wasn't for a cold. Yeah, like, somebody's having a real somebody, hard time with it. Somebody just made a whole pile of meth <laughs> and just threw the boxes over the bridge. So, yeah, it's 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 some crazy stuff, man. 
I've never tried it personally. I haven't. I haven't either. I've seen. I've seen kids I graduated with just destroyed. Ooh, I've seen yeah. the billboards, so I didn't need to. Uh, yeah, those <laughs> are them. <laughs> it's like after one try, yeah. your teeth fall out and your Gosh. face just goes away. Yeah, so that was my experience washing dishes. Wow. I mean, they weren't like and full were on mess. You 15. Math. I was 15, yeah. Because we could drive. It was funny. You had an incentive in a small town to get a job. Because if it was a farm job, you could drive at 15. Oh, okay. It was, I think it was called a farmer's permit. Yeah, but then I think could you like, get one when you're like 14 for a farmer's probably. permit? Probably, I, I, I forget okay. what it was. Right. But I heard a rumor like if you could just have a job, sometimes they'll let you drive. And then my dad wouldn't let me, and I got the <laughs> job anyways. But <laughs> here yeah. I was just working at Petco and you washing dishes <laughs> and at I'm truck stop, becoming a man. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> kidding, man. So that was a pretty bad job. The most. A uh, couple episodes ago, I had Corey on, which you said you listened to that. Yeah. We talked about Stephen King short stories. Yeah. I just read one about truck called Trucks. Yeah, I haven't there heard of it. There was these people stuck in this truck stop. Whoa. And all the, all the trucks were alive. Jeez. And they would, if you went out in the parking lot, they would just run you over. It was basically <laughs> any vehicle was alive. And they, and they forced the people to be their slaves because they need gas. Wow. And, so they and they make, didn't have opposable thumbs? Like they couldn't. Yeah, they do can't that. they couldn't get it in there. So they so they make a deal with the humans that if they pump their gas. Are you giving them, it all away for us right now? I'm surprised. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not telling you how it ends totally. I think I did. I'm sorry. No, we'll, we right. can edit that out. It sounds was it good? Uh yeah, that was I read so after the Corey episode, I have this night shift short yeah. book of short stories by Stephen King. It wasn't my favorite one. Yeah. My favorite one was The Mangler. Whoa. So you could I'll look forward to that one. Yeah, I could I could hook you up with that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well they, the funny thing about this truck stop, real quick, is like you had the old, you know, middle aged, like depressed line chef flipping pancakes. You had the crazy dishwashers making soups about to be meth heads. And then you had like the old ladies as the waitresses. But then we had these two Norwegian immigrant or you know, just Norwegian like women from Norway. Right. And they were like 65, 70, and they would come in at like 10 o'clock at night to do all the homemade pastries for the next day, which was pretty cool. Yeah. But they would like, they were like, they were disgusting. They were perverts. And they would always oh. like make, you know, you can think of it on your own. Like they'd make like <laughs> pastries shaped as certain things with various frostings in certain places. and To sell them? No, just to mess with the 15 year old dishwasher. It's like, like hey, here you go. I made you this yeah, cookie yeah, last night. Like, what are you? Is, <laughs> in 10 years, you'd be arrested for this. <laughs> but they looked like they looked like Norwegian bakers, and they were just they just, just thought it was the funniest thing in the world. Just, just the dirtiest gals. Things. Yeah. Wow. So there you go. <laughs> I cannot imagine what else you've seen. Yeah, it's seen. yeah. And it was always like a trade-off. Like I want this donut really bad, <laughs> but they're they're gonna like they're gonna just laugh harder if I take it. Like I'm gonna eat this, but in the privacy. My own home. I'm gonna get a ride back from my parents and hide it in my bag. Yeah, I'm gonna pretend to it throw it in the garbage in front of you. <laughs> but I'm gonna palm it on the way out. The old pastry palm. <laughs> exactly. It's a trick. It's a parlor trick. Slide a hand. <laughs> Ooh, when was the last time you were afraid? Yeah, that's a great question. I can't think of a 
a super recent example. And that's okay. Yeah, I think I'll just I'll I'll use it. I'll put it this way. I think uh, finding out that you're going to be a dad for the first time, that was pretty, it's a different kind of fear. Right. But uh, that certainly pops up. I, I, I mean, this might not have been your experience, but from my experience, it's like all of a sudden this weight of responsibility falls on your shoulders. Yeah. Like, whoa hurry yeah. i'm not going to be responsible for just myself and my wife anymore and your wife is an adult like right. like you have i i feel a responsibility towards my wife definitely right but a child is so different yeah because yeah. with my wife it was like the weight of my decisions were more mm-hmm. because like i had to make decisions with us in mind right usually it's like stupid stuff like do i what what bed what bed should we use? You know, or whatever. Like, right. Or, I mean, but yeah, all of your decisions affect another person. Right. Because I, I, my style is very, I'll just get by with whatever. And that's not the way it's going to work in my marriage, as it turns out. Like, <laughs> there's more to consider than just getting by. Yeah. And then, but you're right. Once it was the kid, it was like, and I, I, I was going through some job transition when I got the news at first, which yeah. made it like, holy cow. I bet. Got to figure something out. Yeah. Well, and... At the end of the day, you, you know if your wife's hungry, they're going to be able to feed themselves. <laughs> exactly. You know, it's like yeah. you're gonna you're gonna be able to make food for yourself and get yourself to the bathroom if you need to. Right. And I mean, I mean most marriages. And that's here the we way are it works. With, with with your boy. What two years in? He's three. Three years yeah, in. Three and, and a half. Getting to the bathroom when he needs to, as tonight shows. <laughs> sort of. Is uh, still <laughs> <Not> a process. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Sometimes you just don't get very much potty training. Has been difficult i've I would heard say that it's one of the my friend my my friend when he, we started potty training was like it's the worst it's the worst part of being a parent Jeez. like really and i'm like no it's not there's been worse <laughs> and i'm like it might be it might be. we were at a this is a well it's a tangent totally but we were at somebody's house at a house party right. super bowl party never been there before <laughs> i go up to my son i'm like you crapped your pants. It's like, I'm going to have to figure this out in a stranger's bathroom now. <laughs> oh, man. I mean, so. we've all been in those situations where it's just you trying to figure it out in a stranger's bathroom. Right, like, right. oh, man, what am I going to do? <laughs> I can't imagine like a whole... Yeah. Yeah. Can... yeah. Most people are understanding. Yeah. When it's a child. When, when it's, it's you. Yeah, exactly. Uh, think... It's like, they've been gone for a while, man. Like, <laughs> and the knock, like, I hate that. Like, you okay? Oh, <laughs> oh man. It's like the last thing. Yeah. That's funny. I, I have like a, like a, I wouldn't say this, uh, this approach or this philosophy is like everything I believe, <laughs> but I do, it does help me. Like kids with crazy lives and crazy parent situations turn out to be amazing Mm-hmm. And kids with the perfect family and loving parents turn out to be, you know, you know, I don't know. Yeah, there's the possibility of. Yeah, I mean, it, it seems like it's such a, it's not such a crapshoot, but it seems sometimes like it kind of is, you know. I know. I'm not going to like take that philosophy into actually raising my kid. Like, right. let's just do whatever we yeah, want. It's a crapshoot. <laughs> yeah. Obviously, I'm going to try to support and love him as much, but that does help me a little bit. It softens the edge. Like, yeah. And there's, I always think of this quote from What About Bob? Always. <laughs> it's just, it always comes back to it. Bob is talking to somebody, and he, he's talking about how it's like 
a, like a bad connection on a phone. He's like, just hang up and try again later. Gosh, and it's wonderful. <laughs> it's just a just a nugget of wisdom yeah. in there. But I think about that. Like there are nights when I go to bed, like I was not a good dad today. Like Dang. I lost my cool. Like this is really and luckily kids have the a really powerful forgiveness. Yeah, where they where they just. You know, and it's, I mean, it's not like, I don't know. I don't want to make it sound like it's really awful. And No, no, but, I know what you mean. But it's, yeah, it's, and it, they're more forgiving than you are on yourself. Right. Where I go to bed and I'm like, oh man, I was a crappy dad tonight. Right. Like I was, got too focused on something. I was, lately it's been putting together things from Ikea and I get really frustrated. <laughs> <laughs> and then, and then I go to bed and I'm like, oh, I could have handled that so differently. And you just kind of go, oh, hang up and try again right. the next day. Like anybody want pancakes? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and all of a sudden it's like, yeah, Wake up, Max. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, no kidding. And then you're super dad the next day, you know. I don't know how we got there, but okay. Are you ready for another one? If you could ask God a question, what would it be? Well, I mean, two big points of doubt for me that I still struggle with all the time. You know, just I always go back to, and it helps me just think about it. That I'd probably ask him. Oh, oh, can I approach it that way? Is that all right? Totally. Like, the whole mystery of, like, when he acts and when he intervenes. And, you know, I mean, like, it's, like, why things happen. You know I mean? Because I've, I've seen people with chronic illness that strong faith, they've prayed for relief and healing and you know, all this stuff for 20 years and nothing, and then they die. I mean, you know, stuff like that. It's just mm-hmm. like, geez, like, what is going on? Yeah. And then I've seen people that first time they've ever, you know, prayed or done anything and things turn right around or whatever, you know, it's just right. like, what a weird <laughs> like, what's going thing on? we got here. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's, it makes it almost feel like a roulette table or something yeah. sometimes. And, and, and then like the whole theological thing that, like, did he ordain these things, or is it because of events in the world and choices everything makes? And I think I'd ask him that because I mean that, that's like painful, you know, I mean, for everybody. Mm-hmm. Why did this person have to die? Why didn't this work out in my life? Why did this job fall through? Why did you know? It's just crazy. So, yeah, I don't know. I think that's kind of like what? What's up, God? Like, <laughs> you know? what are we doing here? Yeah, like. Let me let me lay it on me because that's yeah. that's it's difficult. Um, and I think the other one was. I mean, they're kind of intertwined. To me, it's just like, so this is the big conversation I have with friends that like talk about this, which everybody talks about it. Never do it if it turns into an argument. But like, yeah, the nature of God, like, right. And it's uh, there's so many facets to it. I think I just want to ask about that. Like, mm-hmm. did you create these things mm-hmm. for evil? I mean, if it all comes back to you, or was it just free will, or blah blah blah? Yeah, Which or is, just like humans messing it up, for right? So yeah, long, and that's kind of what I believe. You know, first that's yeah. where I'm at right now. Like, I don't, yeah. I can't imagine God. This all changed for me when, or not changed. This was solidified when I did. Like my first funeral that I did as a pastor was like a. It was like an infant child. I mean, it was like a baby. Oh my goodness! And it was just like I can't. It was that was your first 
Yeah, first one. I've only done two, and they were uh, within a month of each other. Oh, good guy. I did a baby, and then like a ninety-year-old guy. Wow. And it was so weird. I mean, I mean, huge differences in how people are reacting. Yeah, like, I mean, it was yeah, what people are going through, how you even how approach you, how you the approach, service exactly. Yeah. So that that changed it for me. Not changed, yeah, like I said, just solidified. I, I can't. I I won't. I can't believe in a God that would just ordain this. You know. Yeah. I, I can believe in a God that will redeem it. And, you know, there's things that come out of this through the pain. Yeah. But I, but I won't think that that's his design. Yeah. I just can't. I think I just won't do it. But that's just me personally. No, that's me too. But I mean, like, and then every, you know, the friends that I have that are great people and they explain it and they find beautiful aspects of God through those things that I think are like crazy <laughs> that i just like yeah. that's why i'm just like why how are we doing like that's so and uh and so i i haven't had i mean i've had theological discussions right, with yeah. people but i haven't had to the point where it's where it's kind of like well have have you ever experienced anything like that like have have you experienced having to do an infant funeral before and before that no but oh, right. saying saying <clears throat> like someone oh to them right? yeah like someone saying you know God wanted that to happen. Right. It's like, well, have you gone through complete despair before? Right, yeah. Like, do you really think God would want you to go through that too? And, well, and like, and, I, I think I read it from an author. Like, we have to check our theology at the gates of Auschwitz. Not like yeah. leave it there, but it has to mess with everything, you know? Like, and the other countless tragedies and atrocities and genocides that right. happened. Like, I don't know, man. And that it's, even brings us back to like the nonviolent stuff. Like, yeah. But anyways, this is round and, some, and round. and sometimes, I think sometimes you have to, especially, specifically, man, I feel like we talk about death all the time on this podcast, but that's <laughs> that's fine. I think it's something to, that, to talk about and brings up things. But um, uh, someone someone else told me about when when someone dies, sometimes you have to let the grieving have their own theology at the time. Yeah, absolutely. It's like, you know what? And it's like, that's not the time to be like, nah, I don't really think God works that way. Right, yeah, like, it, totally. Lay off, dude. <laughs> so I mean, I'll, I'll try to answer the question in the, like, if God is how I, in this regard, assuming that God is like, you were right, Dano. <laughs> just, hey, before you ask me any questions, Dano, I just want to say you were right about that. Yeah. Like, let's just say that's the case. Yeah. And if I'm being blasphemous, then... Forgive me, God. <laughs> <laughs> I think I would probably ask him, like, what was, like, how is there throughout history constant oppression of, like, similar, you know, groups of people, obviously women. I mean, like, yeah. what, what is, like, the deal with that? And I have, like, I have approaches to, you know, my belief, but I would just want to know, like, why is it that, like, I mean, like, we're still seeing the effects of that. I mean, you, know, oh, you know, I'm kind of dancing yes. around it, but, like, it's I mean, women is the obvious one. And right, race. Race is huge. I, I mean, mean like, other religions, too. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, race race is obviously such a big deal right now because of all the Absolutely. other crap Absolutely. Like, yeah, I mean, that's just like, insane. Like, yeah. why is it that that, yeah, certain groups of people with certain color skin was just set up to be the dominant powerful force all throughout history it's just right anyway it's that kind of stuff and, and you kind of feel like why hasn't there been a i don't know that's that's really extreme yeah <laughs> like why hasn't god just decided to start over again 
Yeah, that's another yeah. great question. I mean, I mean, not that I, yeah. Yeah. I'm all for like going, just doubting as much as possible. <laughs> as long as like, <laughs> as long as like the, uh, you give yourself time and to have that conversation, not just, you know. So I, I'm trying to say like, I have a lot of questions for God, but that doesn't take away from like my faith and yeah, messes with I, it I sometimes. Think, but Well, I think it's important. I yeah. think it's important to question things and um yeah i mean we talked about i I reference a lot to what before we started recording but, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but having those having those awakenings where it's like that thing that i was believing i was wrong yeah or it could be different and right. that's perfectly okay yeah because i i think that if you're stagnant your whole life and stuck in one thing i don't know if that's great right yeah i totally agree yeah and there's things in the bible i just want to ask too like nephilim or however you say that what's up with that what was that all about you know and just like david's mighty men were they like were they true heroes that had superpowers what about that whole giants yeah yeah exactly heaven coming down and mating with humans that's what's what that, i'm talking about the sons oh, of the oh, yeah, nephilim yeah. Or, yeah 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 that's just that's and what was that like what's what's the healing pool that's just like breezed over in the oh, New yeah, Testament. Yeah, that's right. It's like, oh, and that's the pool where the sick go would healing. go down and yeah. try to dip in it yeah. once every few well, weeks. That like, paralyzed whoa. dude couldn't get there. Yeah, can we in back time? up? And then just like, so, anyways, Jesus kept walking. <laughs> like, whoa. It's like told him to pick up his mat. <laughs> yeah. Then he got reprimanded for not washing his hands enough. Yeah, what, what was that pool all yeah. about? So, there's yeah. a lot of stuff. Yep. Next one. If money was no object, what would you do all day? Um, I think I'd want to live, I think I just want to be in like mountainous, forested, river laden areas. I like <laughs> just, it. Yeah. I think that's, I would love that. Whether by be, yourself? Surrounded by people? I'd probably want my family there. You know, I would absolutely want my family there, in <laughs> fact. If they're listening, you know, I can confirm that that's what he said. Yeah, I mean, I think like I don't know. I'd want I I, w I wouldn't want to be like isolated. I'd want some. So you don't want like hermit life where it's just you. No, you know, not for the, not all the time. Yeah, you know? once in a while. But like a village or something would be cool, you know. But maybe we're up the road. <laughs> yeah, 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 I like that. I, I helped out with the uh, the Telluride Bluegrass Festival for a couple years. Okay, that's kind of a good. I mean, that's kind of like a crazy. Where is that at? It's in Colorado. It's oh. like this, this little corner. I mean, it's like deep into the mountains cool. um, but they have a little, little little airport and it's like one road in one road out wow but the thing is so it's just like amazing mountains all the way around it but then like a cool little town um but then it got really like like yuppie celebrity oh. and so now it's like super expensive and oh. like oprah has a house there and tom cruise has a house there <laughs> it's just super strange but they have this like big bluegrass festival and so it's like this mountain town, but anyways, I, I maybe like a Swiss village. We could I like live, I would want to live there, you know. I, I think that's, I think that'd be great. That's cool. Yeah, doing something in the town. I don't know. Yeah, cobbling. <laughs> cobbling something. It's like I I remember reading this article about Daniel Day Lewis. Yeah, and how after he won, <clears throat> yeah, he won the Oscar for There Will Be Blood, the best actor. 
Oscar, mm-hmm. and he just was like, "Oh, I want to be a baker now." And no he, way. And he went to a small town in Europe, Gosh. opened a bakery. I'm I'm could be getting this wrong, but I'm pretty sure he just nobody really knew who he was. He just opened a bakery, made wow. bread really well. Kind of sounds like a Johnny Depp move. Because <laughs> yeah, it was Daniel Day. <laughs> yep. That's awesome. And he's like, I'm gonna bit really good at making bread right and then i'll come back and act and win another oscar yeah exactly awesome again (laughs) i think that like i think that's what i'm learning in the last like six months is like not like if i could just get as much money where it wasn't a problem but like being content with whatever like that to me it sounds really hard to get to that place but it sounds like heaven yeah. Like no matter where I'm at, it's just like yeah, I'm gonna just be being content. content. Man, that's like yeah. freedom. I think it's something to strive for. Yeah, absolutely. In, in every area, no matter um, what your income's like. Yeah, what, what, what anything. I mean, that's like. easy to say because I have food on my table and right, a house. Exactly. But, but um, yeah, you could take that the wrong way for sure. Right. So I don't yeah, know. It's like, oh, you're homeless. You don't have. Oh, food. let's Why just try to be content. Should be buddy. content with yeah. this <laughs> Salvation Army mat. Yeah. Like, we all got problems, all right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like, I can't even watch Justified. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't have <laughs> any way to access Justified. <laughs> and you're telling me you want money from me right yeah. now? Come on. Contentedness as you drive away, <laughs> shaking your fist at him. Uh, I'm going to start yelling that when I pass people on 94 now. Daddy, why did you yell that? Never you mind, Max. <laughs> okay. Um, when you think of your home, what immediately comes to mind? I think this is going to have to change at some point, but when I think of home, I still think of like my childhood home and I don't think about my apartment in Minneapolis. Yeah. Um, but I do think of my wife. I think of my wife every time (laughs) I think of home. (laughs) <laughs> but I think of like where we grew up. It was just a sweet little stretch of land, and so I just think of that. Like there's these certain trees when you're driving into the driveway. And yeah. So I just think of that every time. So, did you ever have that a moment? You know how that phrase, like you can never go home again. Did you ever have that moment where you went home, and you just kind of said, "This isn't my home anymore." I haven't personally. Okay. I think being the youngest might help with that. Oh. And I okay. think my mom like loves. Like, <clears throat> out of the five of us, one... Your mom loves you the most? Is well, that what you're going to get? I don't know. No, out of the five of us kids, like, uh, the oldest has definitely, like, I'm done with... That is not my home. My home oh. is now... And she did that, like, right away. But does she... I mean, she's still part of the family. Yeah, like, she still goes up there and stuff yeah, like absolutely. that. Okay, yeah. But she definitely doesn't have the same, like, nostalgic... Like, okay. Where the other four of us do, especially, like, myself and at least one of my sisters were so i think my mom loves that and so she tries to like protect that with how yeah. the house is and it okay. sounds pathetic but no, it's, that's, it's not that's like nice. she like doesn't like change our bedroom that's not <laughs> what i mean like same posters on the wall and... <laughs> no i i totally get it yeah she yeah. just really wants like just that aspect of family and yeah exactly bringing the family home yeah kind of thing yeah and so so yeah I, I, it's, it's still very easy to call that home and it's just a sweet spot. Now I can, you know, I bring friends up there and and it's just, it's like a cabin. So it's yeah, pretty great. Cool. That's good. All right. I'm on my last one. This has been good tonight. Uh, 
what so you already know what's <clears throat> coming here and then you get to ask me a question at the end too but what is the best advice you have ever received can i give a couple is that right yeah All right. yeah i think the the two that really stood out one was about marriage but could be related to any relationship in your life it was like you're gonna <clears throat> you're gonna it was an older couple talking to us about this i was just in a meeting my wife wasn't even there it wasn't even about me but they said like you're gonna you're gonna have like five or six marriages in your marriage hmm. meaning like you, it not to be overly cheesy i don't think that meant it like but you're gonna have to like like your marriage is gonna change your relationship's gonna change and you can't hold on to any part of your marriage how it was hmm. in this time because when you have a kid it's gonna be a whole new marriage and when they leave it's gonna be a whole new and when this happens with your job, or you, you know what I'm saying? Like, I thought that was really, it's, I don't know what it did, but it just like really loosened it for me and just like freed me just to constantly try to serve my wife and get to know her in different ways. That's good. That's really insightful. Yeah, it blew and me I've away. I've experienced that. I'm experiencing that right now, for sure. Yeah. So, I don't know. That's pretty cool. Yeah. The second one is is tied to faith again, but it was one of the coolest things I'd ever heard in a sermon. And he said, um, it was pretty much about doubt. He was like a, a really, I mean, he was like a PhD in economics. And he was like, the story is, he's a pastor in New York City and he had lost and earned at least a million dollars on the stock market like three times. Wow. Like lost it or earned it, lost it. I mean, just like crazy. So wow. anyways, um, he said like whatever you encounter, whatever is confusing about faith or life or tragedy or doubt or anything, um, to just keep going back and having that conversation, like keep Jesus in the conversation. And he used like the, par like the story in the Bible where Jesus is – telling this confusing story you know one of the parables and it's like what like coins and sheep like what <laughs> and then he yeah. just goes into a house and then it says like the, there was a crowd a big crowd and only the disciples and a few others went into the house to ask him like what was that all about like that's what <laughs> yeah. you know can right. you explain that because that didn't right. make any sense yeah and then he took from that like don't be one of the crowd that just says like what the hell and then walks away like yeah. be one of the people that just keep going to them and just being honest. Like, I have no idea what's happening with my kids right now or why am I having such a hard time? You know what I mean? Like, right. And just keep them in their conversation. I don't know. That has helped me so much in my approach to God. Cause it didn't just leave it up to me to be like, like tighten your shoes and figure it out or right. be a man or right. be tough or whatever. Like, right. it just like, no, like think and, and feel and, and then just like keep keep God in the mix and all that. I don't know. That's good. Yeah. Both of them are really good. Yeah. I hope they work. <laughs> <laughs> they seem to be working right now. You know? Yeah. You're getting to that that uh you know, like what you're talking about about your greatest adventure, you yeah. know. You're on the path. Somewhere, man. I'm trying to find something. Yeah. <laughs> Gonna have a it's kid. Good. I think that's like the Oh yeah. The curve on the path. It's that... gonna be a peak. Yeah, I hope For so. For sure. Oh, yeah. 
<laughs> so so much said in that <laughs> with the side too with the, oh yeah i mean with kids it's funny like you know we're two months away from having our first and everything i hear about like parenting and whatever it might be but you know like oh it's really it's gonna be you're gonna be really tired and it's gonna be really hard and you're only gonna sleep five minutes a day every time i hear that <laughs> yeah i'm like I don't believe you. Like, <laughs> but even, you know, if it's like a family member, if it's like I, I do believe you, but I, I don't. You know, I'm just totally like chin up in the air, ignorant, and I know it's just gonna crash down upon I've us. Had, I've had five good nights of sleep in three and a half years, Dano. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm like, okay, whatever, Dave. We all got problems. Still man. here. I'm still here. I'm a little bit crazier. But I know it's loose. true. But you know, there's something in me that's like that can't be true. But I know it is. Yeah. I know it's true. But our bodies adjust right. so well. It's it's insane how well our bodies are. Like, oh, okay, we're right. going on no sleep now. All right, got to take care of another human being. Let's <laughs> do this. You know, program that way. Because yeah, when else do you just try to stay up? It's like that old, uh, you know. Dude, it's three o'clock. You got to be up at six. You might as well just stay up. Like yeah. that whole thing. Yeah. You never try that anymore because <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't work. I had many nights where I was up in the middle of the night watching Frasier, Holden <laughs> Max as a baby. Yeah, I watched all eleven seasons of Frasier on and DVD. Must have been. Too it was long. on Netflix. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, very short amount of time. That's hilarious. Yeah. Is it hold the test of time? I loved it. <laughs> It is about the whitest show you're ever going to see. Yeah. Like white, rich. Yeah, exactly. Like, Except for the dad. I mean, he's still rocking that chair. That's true. <laughs> that's true. That's about as much diversity that they can handle. Like <laughs> a scrubby chair. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, so I didn't, I mean, I didn't find a lot of it relatable other than like the wacky. I mean, it's, it's just like wacky situations when they get in. They're like, oh no, we've run out of sherry. What are we going to do? <laughs> Yeah. All right. So, what do you what do you got for me? I don't have. I don't know. I it's it, fine. You don't have to. No. I. I think a good question is, um, what do you want more of, and what do you want less of? Oh. Yeah. What do I want more of, and what do I want less of? Hmm. Um. Honestly, I'm going to say more quality and less quantity oh, all right. um this year like i i quit roasting coffee for other people right yeah. and i and it was one of those things where i like i really i really enjoyed it but um i've been doing a lot of i had done a lot of reading at the beginning of the year just about how really you can accomplish about three large things in a year and if you try to do more than that you're gonna burn yourself out, right? And so then I sat down and was like, "What are what are gonna be my three large things this year?" And I think it I think it makes it easier to tell people no, right? Because it's like, sorry, it's not one of my, and you don't want to be a jerk about it. Right. It's just like I want to I want to be a good dad. I want to be a good husband. Right. I want to do well at the things that I'm doing, and I don't want to be spread. I always think of that phrase from Lord of the Rings where he's right. like, "Too much." butter spread over or too too little butter spread over too much toast or yeah whatever. too much toast and i'm like i don't want my life to be that way i want right. to be 
I want to have quality relationships with my friends, my family, my wife, my son, yeah. and soon to be next kid. And I want the things that I do to be quality too. And so I think it makes me, I think it's made me reassess a lot. Sweet. And that's been good. It's been hard. Yeah. Because I, I have, I'm a people pleaser and I don't like to say no to people. Right. And it's not even, I don't know. It's not like I have a lot of people approaching me to do like these huge things, <laughs> but I, I, I mean, I had somebody ask me to do like their, to do their wedding ceremony and like right. do their marriage counsel or like premarital stuff. Right. And I'm like, I'm sorry, like I can't. And I think that's awesome that you want to get married and, and it's like, sorry. Yeah. That's good. So yeah. That's a good answer. More quantity, less quality. Are you like down? Down. Or no, other more more quality, less quantity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. less quantity. Are you like, yeah. are you taking that all the way? What do you mean? Like, uh, material stuff. Yes. Or? Yeah. Yeah. My wife and I have actually we're trying to get rid of like almost half our stuff because we just sweet. have too much stuff. So it's gotta move, man. That's the way to do that's, it. That's that's what we'd like to do. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know if we'd move to a smaller place because we're having another kid in our house. Right, but moving like anyway, in but... theory, moving moving always means right. So we have like, I mean, you've seen some piles of random stuff right. here and there, and it's like we're trying to eliminate some of this. So yeah. I'll send you home with a box of stuff. <laughs> I know you need more stuff. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it's it goes down to how I spend my time, how I take care of myself, how do how much stuff do I need. Yeah. So, yeah. Good stuff, man. It's been good. Well, thanks for coming tonight. Yeah, man. This has been really great. great. First hangout recorded. Yeah. I hope absolutely. there's plenty more. It's fantastic. You have been listening to Hildo Spills the Beans. I've had tonight Dano, which has been great. And we've had some really good conversation. Uh, if you'd like to listen to any other ones, there's the website, Hildo. It's H I L dot D O. You can also find me on Twitter at Dave Hilden. And Dan, I'll post all your information when I post the yeah, the website. So Instagram, Twitter, whatever, yeah. you, whatever you want me to do, all of it. Yeah, <laughs> that's good. Yeah. So thanks again. Thanks for coming out. Yeah, man. Thank on you. Week night, late at night. Yeah, it's good. I'm sick too. I gotta go home. I know. Yeah. My voice Power. isn't usually this grizzly, <laughs> <laughs> smoky. <Yeah. laughs> well, I appreciate it. So thanks cool, for man. coming. Absolutely. When it started becoming like, mm, you could stumble upon a magic land right now. I'll find you and you'll spill them. <laughs> <laughs>